Hello everyone and welcome back to Red Room. So this Monday I just have a little snippet of last week's Patreon episode for you all to get a glimpse into because I think you'll really, really like it. So last week on Patreon I was joined by an amazing Irish creator called Bonnie Ferguson. Her YouTube channel is called Saturn Secrets and if you are an astrology nerd you will adore her. She does amazing, amazing astrology videos but we, while chatting, discovered that she is obsessed with something called called the Saturn return and it's a really interesting part of your life you know within astrology it hypothesizes that um, because it takes 27 years for the planet of Saturn to return to where it was in the sky when you were born it's kind of like a life cycle so you're finished that first life cycle think of it like from the ages of 0 to 18 you're considered a child and then from 18 onwards you're considered an adult in like you know Ireland or wherever country you're from well in astrology it's kind of like that age of that coming of age like you're into your next life cycle and a lot of change is supposed to happen and we were going back and forth and I was really excited about doing this episode and we thought oh my god this would be an amazing way to bring in the 27 club um if you guys don't know a few months ago I did an episode called the dark side of rock and roll part two is going to be coming soon by the way and it was really interesting and one big segment I did was on the 27 club I wanted to do a deep dive into this and but not so much in just chronicling people people who unfortunately died at the age of 27 I wanted to look into maybe is there a reason why or could there be something we can tell about these people are there are there any parallels in their lives um, and I thought astrology could be a really fun way to do that obviously uh, not myself nor Bonnie are you know hypothesizing saying that this is why these people died but looking at their charts it is really interesting to see the similarities we picked up so many similarities Bonnie and myself didn't cross notes you know she did the astrology I did the biography end of things and there was so much stuff that I found out about each individual person that she picked up and hypothesized from their birth chart so it was so so interesting if you want to listen to the full episode obviously you can do so over on patreon.com forward slash red room pod we've done loads of episodes over there if you haven't keep up on my instagram which is the best place to kind of see what episodes we're doing every week but as i said we did that episode of the dark side of rock and roll i did another episode all about kind of lost civilizations who built the pyramids atlantis with an amazing irish creator called megan and there's a trailer up for that uh, that came out two weeks ago i believe we also have done a series on reincarnation on past lives um, I did a deep dive into MK Ultra, which was so interesting one of those conspiracies that obviously actually is true um, and we've done so much more things like live streams all about the Tinder swindler about my fucking drama with the Church of Scientology which was fucking insane there really is just so much content over on Patreon so if you want weekly episodes of Red Room that's where you can go patreon.com forward slash Red Room pod it's six euro you get full access to every single episode and every single live stream that I've already released so coming up on this week that will be 40 episodes but if not we're going to be releasing another free episode next week patrons get it early obviously you guys get it second so make sure to follow along on Spotify Apple Podcasts, or whatever podcast app that you're using to listen to Red Room it really helps the show if you can also rate us five stars but until then I'm going to leave you with a little snippet of this week's episode with Bonnie Ferguson hope you all enjoy Her personal life, as everyone knows, was 
so tumultuous um also mm-hmm. she was one of the many specifically female celebrities who was completely hounded by paparazzi at the time um her most notable relationship was with blake fielder civil a former video production assistant and she married him in 2007 in 2007 uh in an interview she actually admitted she could sometimes be violent towards him saying mm-hmm. after she'd been drinking if he says one thing i don't like then i'll chin him <laughs> Sorry to laugh, but I mean, I can just read it in her voice. (laughs) In 2007, they were photographed, look, a really famous incident as well, looking bloodied and bruised, walking the streets of London after a fight. Although later she contended that her injuries were self-inflicted. Her parents and in-laws publicly reported their numerous concerns, later citing fears that two might uh, be involved in some sort of joint suicide pact. When Winehouse was spotted with an actor, an actor called Josh Bauman on holidays in St. Lucia, when he was actually, when Blake was in prison uh, in early 2009, she said she was in love again and I don't need drugs. And she commented that her whole marriage was based on doing drugs. And for the first time, I've just forgotten that I was ever even married. Um, Throughout her whole life, she battled with substance abuse and, and it was obviously the subject of media attention. And in 2005, she went through a period of extremely heavy drinking and drug use, weight loss as well, specifically. And in interviews, she has openly admitted to, you know, having problems with self-harm, depression and eating disorders. So that really goes into that uh, point that you said about her not seeing herself clearly. And Mm. I think that was just... You could really see that with Amy Winehouse. She, although she was the most confident person on stage, you know, kind of like a Janis Joplin figure, you could tell that there was this like hurt within her. And, you know, it it was, she kind of reminds me almost like a crossover of Janis Joplin and Kurt Cobain. Like, it's like she had like, you know what I mean? Like that, like, like electric personality, amazing performer, but really with so much hurt and sadness inside her and you could hear that through her writing just like Kurt Cobain could as well um so her death was obviously super tragic she died of alcohol poisoning which was interesting because everyone presumed it was going to be drugs because she was using Mm -hmm. so much drugs but I I do think that she was more like you said like she was attracted to people who maybe led her astray I think she seems like the person to me that she only started doing drugs because Blake was doing drugs. I think she would do yeah. anything for a partner. Um, but alcohol was her real substance of choice, apparently. So what happened was her her bodyguard kind of came into her house, noticed that she was a bit drunk, um, but didn't really take much note of it. Um, he kind of was calling in her throughout the day and noticed that she was drinking, uh, checking her intermittently. But when he tried to wake her from uh, the third night of drinking at 10 a.m., she was non-responsive. He kind of thought she was just in a deep sleep. But at 3 p.m. he went in and noticed she wasn't breathing. And unfortunately, she she did pass away. Um, so like, is there, you know, we t- I guess we spoke about it a little bit there. But, you know, is the, is the point on like this, like substance abuse and drinking, like, is that heavy in her chart too? Yeah, I think whenever you have an aspect between Saturn and Neptune, your relationship with reality is always going to be tricky and that came up in Kurt's chart in Janis Joplin's chart and even in the chart of other people in the 27 club it did seem to be a huge lesson was learning to accept reality because Saturn is such a reality check and when you've Neptune aspecting it you kind of want 
you kind of want to live in a dream world or a fantasy world. You know, you're you're also sometimes too sensitive for the real world. It feels harsh. It feels like a lot. And I think with that Neptune aspect as well, because it was aspecting Pluto, I think Amy Winehouse might have feared her own depth a lot. And I think she's sort of maybe imprinted with Neptune on the Descendant. I think she thought that either partners and relationships could help her escape or she thought they'd save her or she wanted to save them. There's kind mm. of this savior thing goes on when you've Neptune aspect in your Saturn. And I think whenever your Saturn return comes along, that aspect is triggered by Saturn. And then there's this really harsh dose of reality in the real world. And it just probably looks really grim as opposed to Neptune, which makes it look really whimsical and fantastical and magical. And then there's just this hard dose of reality, especially in the sixth house, because that feels so mundane. Saturn restricts where it is or gives you these harsh lessons in the sixth house is your everyday life and your habits. So I think for Amy Winehouse, there was a lot of depth there. You know, even for somebody who had an earth, sun and moon, moon and Capricorn would be someone who's really very ambitious, someone who really wants to do well from themselves, someone who really has career goals. They want to be the top of their field. They want to be, they want to be responsible. And then the Virgo energy wants to be a perfectionist. And then I think that sort of energy just, it probably felt very restrictive in the end anyway it probably felt like it was mm. living up to your own expectations as a Virgo person is hard enough but I think with that moon and Capricorn really wanted to be perfect at what she was doing I think I really think it was Neptune in Amy Winehouse's chart came across the most strongly as just her being so linked to her partnerships there was always going to be that duplicity or that escapism with a relationship it didn't even have to be alcohol it didn't have to be drugs it could just be like love addiction 